You asked for it. Here it is. It's a podcast from Apathetic Enthusiasm. Coming to you live from a 2 million Reddit subscriber celebration. 2 million years Reddit subscribing. WWW. <laughs> you get it. You've been here long enough, and so have we. It's Interdimensional RSS, the unofficial Rick and Morty podcast. Oh, oh, oh my goodness. We're back. We're back. Hello, back. everybody. I'm Travis. Hey, everybody. I'm Brandon. And wel- welcome back. This is our first episode of the podcast of International RSS for six months or so. Maybe, maybe not that long. but No, it's been like one month. We did an episode a month ago. Yeah, like six <laughs> to seven months ago. I can't tell you the last time we've done an episode of this podcast. I looked at the show notes. It's been almost exactly a month, just <laughs> over a month. Did you look at the show notes or did you look at the timestamp on the show notes? Because I because I opened up I open them up and then it changes the timestamp. You just randomly open up old show notes. Yeah, so I just I I love it. I love going anyway, back and reminiscing. Yeah, we talked about Bird Person comics a while ago. Maybe it was a month ago. I'm pretty sure it was about a month ago. Maybe two. Anyway, we're back. We're gonna talk a little bit of Rick and Morty tonight. Thank you guys so much for downloading, for streaming, for listening to this podcast, and uh, hopefully you're enjoying. Uh, a little, a little break from Rick and Morty and so that you can build up your anticipation for season five, whenever it rolls around. If you want to follow us on social media, there are plenty of ways you can do that. You can head over to twitter.com slash Rick and Morty pod. You can follow us at on Facebook, uh, Facebook.com slash Rick and Morty podcast. I, is that still the URL? Brandon? Ooh, I don't know. That, that, that's a, that's a good question. We can change it back. Yeah, it's it's the interdimensional RSS Facebook. You you can't you can't miss it. Uh, Cartoon Networks just certainly didn't. Uh, <laughs> Rick and Morty Podcast at gmail dot com. You can send us an email. Tell us the things you love about the show, the things you despise. Follow us all over the web. Of course, Rick and Morty dot reddit dot com. You can find us occasionally appearing on Rick and Morty dot reddit dot com, the official rick and morty subreddit uh or go to rick and morty pod.com for all of the episodes of this podcast we are currently streaming live over at youtube.com slash apathetic enthusiasm and on twitch.tv slash apathetic enthusiasm we stream live every monday 9 p.m eastern uh whether we're doing intermental rss or apathetic enthusiasm you can come hang out over there and then you can support the show uh, monetarily uh, you can head over to apatheticenthusiasm.com slash shop. That will take you to our T public page where we have lots of Rick and Morty t-shirts as well as t-shirts with our faces on them and stuff from the show, stuff from the podcast. Go check it out over on T public or head over to patreon.com slash apathetic enthusiasm where you can support the show directly and get all kinds of bonus content. Uh, we post behind the scenes videos uh, Brandon has exclusive podcasts only for uh, patrons. It's 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 all kinds of of greatness me, over there. Patreon.com. It's me making that. Enthusi- it's me making that saying? noise. It's me making that noise for 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 as long as I can hold my breath. And every week you go back in. You're like, is he gonna? Is he gonna? Is he gonna, is he gonna surpass break? it? Is he gonna surpass it? Uh, and you never know until that that week. Uh, we're he keeping a running does. tally. Never does. Hasn't yet. Hasn't yet. That exclusive, $30 a pop. <laughs> Only on page. Just kidding. Absolutely. <laughs> um, but yeah, Brandon, how how you been? Are, are you excited to be doing this show again? Does it feel any different? 
it does. It, it, it feels it feels different because I'm wearing a button up and I don't usually do that. Uh, but you know, when you're celebrating such a massive achievement, you got you gotta you gotta get a little fancy. You gotta little get gotta little get fancy in the head, a little fancy in the bread. You know, what I'm saying that's I'm that's I'm pointing at my chest when I say bread. I don't bread, think your bread chest, my bread chest. That's right, All soft, right. cuddly. <laughs> It's yeah. a little stale. Uh, it it does. <laughs> it feels it feels different. Maybe just because we have so much planned out, like for the show, like we know so many things in advance that it feels has a different energy than an apathetic enthusiasm. But yeah, uh, you know, it's still it's still all good. It's still fun. Uh, I'm I'm gonna do something here, Brandon. Okay, and it's gonna challenge your recollection of how to how to how to how to perform on this <laughs> podcast. But. Uh, we're going to go right into semi-pertinent news. It's a semi It's a semi It's a semi-pertinent news. It's a semi-pertinent news. It's semi-pertinent news. I almost cut you off like three times. Never misses a beat. Consummate professional. Brandon Cruz, knowing to make up a song whenever I say semi-pertinent news. It's our first segment. It's it's our first segment. And uh, we, you know, it's been a little over a month, so we have things to talk about, Brandon. And uh, the very first thing that we have to talk about is an Emmy Award awarded to none other than Rick and Morty for Outstanding Animated Series. the the episode that was submitted for season four, the Vat of Acid episode. That's right. Uh, once again, uh, proving that my favorite episode of the season is terrific. Well, you're, well, you're well, you're not you're not wrong. Clearly, the Academy the Academy Awards thought it was fantastic. the Academy of Awards. That's yeah. that's the that's who <laughs> gives out Emmys. The Academy of Awards. Yep, yep. That that that's right. Nobel Peace Prize for best animated series. Uh, the the Pulitzer for best voice acting in a an animated series, all of it, yes, for Vat of Acid episode. You know, for for those who have been out of the Rick and Morty loop for a long time, there was season four, and there was an episode in season four called the Vat of Acid episode, uh, written by Jeff Loveness, and it was it was great. It was great. Go back and check it out. In the next part of our semi pertinent news, which is. Season four of the Blu-ray is out in stores now, in stores everywhere. You're, you're, jump, you're just jumping right into it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I am. Do, I mean, go. Well, well, the, the one thing I want to say before we move on from the Emmys is, hey, Brandon, calm down. Uh, we counted Rick and Morty out, if, if we're being honest, a little bit, because this was the, it was up against BoJack. Yeah. And final season. Some other, final season. So... Also, there's like a weird echo. I can like hear myself. I think so, I don't know if that's coming from your end or not. Uh, it's but possible. anyway, uh, so but much like many series in television, uh, the final season can often be the one where you you take a lot of Emmys. That it happened for Shit's Creek. Shit's Creek won a ton of Emmys, and it was their final season. Um, but yeah, so they uh they still managed to beat out Bojack even though uh they you know Bojack was in his final season. 
Yeah, I don't know. I don't know why I'm hearing that little that little extra. Echo, has, has it has it been has it been doing that? Uh, it's it's occasional. It's it's huh. not all the time. Oh no! Yeah, man. they don't they don't hear it on the stream, so we're good to go. Damn right. It's just my it's my own personal <laughs> your own personal. Uh, it's my own personal tragedy. Uh, anyway, okay. Congrat- congratulations to the <laughs> cast, the crew, the creators, everybody uh, for the outstanding Emmy win. Yeah. Now let's talk about uh, what also happened in the last week: the release of season four. Blu-rays. The Blu-rays are out and available for purchase. Brandon, have you and will or will you be purchasing these Blu-rays? I have not, and I I don't know if I will. I, I do spend a lot of money on random crap, uh, so it, it's 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 possible. I never. I don't know if I bought the season three Blu-ray, uh, which which is out of character for me. Actually, the the season one I didn't buy the. I bought the DVDs, which was a mistake. Season two, I bought the Blu-rays. Season three, I, I didn't. Uh, and and now I'm getting into a Simpsons situation where I started buying like a couple of seasons. And then I was like, ah, new season's out. Uh, I don't know if I want to spend money on it right now. But by the time I wanted to buy more, I was so far behind that uh, I said, ah, screw it. it's too much money now. It's too much money. Yeah. Yeah. You're, you, it's, it's like a finance plan. You got to... You got you got to buy it as they come out. Otherwise, they start to stack up, and then who knows? Who knows what what could happen? Uh, I have all of the previous seasons on Blu-ray, so it just it seems like something I need to buy. Plus, I mean, I do this podcast, so it also seems like something that just would make sense for me to have. And I want to see those sweet bonus features uh, to include uh, some special documentaries with the the crew. Uh, who worked on season four? So uh, you can you can find that, and I'm sure much more uh, for the Blu-rays. Again, not more. a sponsor, but uh, you know, go 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 buy the show if 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 you love it so much. And we know you do, <laughs> and we know you do. And while and while you're out at your local Walmart buying your season four blu-ray there's something else that you should buy at your local walmart assuming you go to walmart for your blu-rays because you have you have to go to walmart for this next little bit of semi perts which is we knew we knew during super bowl time that they that pringles is going to come out with the the pickle rick pringles and i looked for them i couldn't find them anywhere every time i went to any kind of store i looked for them just so i could taste these 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 dill pickle pringles I never, I never could find them, and I found out why. Because they are exclusively at Walmart, but they don't tell you that anywhere. They don't, they don't say they're exclusively at Walmart anywhere. But we'll tell you, we'll tell you we'll, the truth. We'll tell you that. We'll tell you the hard hitting news with this. But not only are there the pickle Rick chips, there are two new flavors of Rick and Morty Pringles out there. That's right, Morty mustard and Me Seeks sour cream. Go out. Walmart, you find find them there. Buy uh, the cans, put them on the shelf behind <laughs> you when you film your podcasts. You know, do it. Do do what do you got to do to get your Pringles cans. If you already have the Pringles, if you tried the Pringles, we get we got to know. We got to know what you think. We get we need that that tasty tasty feedback. So <laughs> so tweet at us. Send yeah. us an email. And, do they and, taste any different than other Pringles? I, I don't. I don't know. Uh, I ate. I ate Pringles today. As a matter of fact, I. I. I said that in the in the pre in the pre. You stuff. did say that. You did. Uh, I believe what, you, Brandon. What I will say is that you can order them online from a local Walmart, but 
the minimum order is $35. So you got to, you know, order a couple cans of Pringles, then order uh, some, some alcohol, some, some food, some groceries, maybe buy a TV. Yeah. I don't know. The, the world is your oyster. Easy, easy. One set of all the Pringles. Yes. Season four Blu-ray. Oh. 8K TV. You just get <laughs> you just get all of those okay. things. You'll easily you'll easily pass the good. minimum purchase. That was a good that was a good joke, Travis. I I, I, I like that. It, you 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 stuck with the you stuck with the the, the rule of threes uh, for your comedy. And uh, you, 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 you stop, stop dissecting my humor. Brand. You circumvented it a little bit, which which caught me off guard because you said buy one of each, right? That's that's one part of the joke, and then the Blu-ray, and then the AK. You got oh god, nailed nailed it. Okay, let's move let's move on. We don't want to talk about that anymore. Tell us what you think of the Pringles pickle Pringles pickle. pickle. I can't do it. Sorry, Dark told me to say it ten times fast. Can't the next the next part of this semi pertinent news before we get into the main. Th- thing is something that we all like to talk about we all love to explore it's the dan Harmon social media minute social media minute is it was uh that, was that all right like, guys it was like a like a catholic hymn <laughs> type thing you're going for like the halo theme music yeah, yeah, exactly. Uh, all right, so Dan Harmon is still, like, quarantined in his house in Los Angeles. They are still working on season five and beyond for Rick and Morty. Uh, he has grown out quite the beard, uh, but he's still posting occasionally on Instagram, uh, which is the only social media stream that he tends to post on. Uh, and this one's actually coming to us uh, from today, uh, this is a clip of Dan Harmon with his big bushy beard uh, doing an impersonation of a dwarf uh, that is performing stand-up comedy. Uh, so I'll play a little bit uh, for you guys now. Ah, there you go. There you go. It's all about love. It's all about togetherness. Uh, It's all about Dan Harmon acting like a dwarf and whoever was filming him, maybe his fiance snickering uh, in the background, (laughs) uh, trying as hard as possible not to crack up in the background. But uh, yeah, that's that's what Dan Harmon is busy doing uh, right now in his house. So that's that has been your Dan Harmon social media minute. Well, thank you so much, Travis. I I, I missed it, uh, and uh, I, I can't wait for more of those segments going on into the future, going on into the remainder of the series' episodes. Yeah, forever and ever, for as long as this <laughs> podcast is on. Or until Dan Harmon uh, cancels his Instagram, in which case... We'll drop. We'll drop the segment. It'll. It'll. It'll just. It'll go away. Uh, but enough about that. We have a very special reason for 
uh, even even having an episode tonight. So let's not delay any further. Let's get right into the main thing. It's a main thing. It's a main thing. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, main thing time. Uh, so why are we having this episode? We've talked about it. We've hinted at it uh, a little bit already, but the subreddit for Rick and Morty, if you're not, if you're not familiar with Reddit and you hear us at the top of the show, he's talking about how you can find us online at Rick and Morty podcast.reddit.com or Rick and Morty.reddit.com. Reddit is the social media um, news sharing site and the subreddit that collects all sorts of Rick and Morty content uh, just hit a major milestone in the last, what, week, Brandon? Like yeah. When, when did that, it actually officially uh, reach this milestone, do well, you know? So t- today is the 28th of September. We actually hit this milestone. I tweeted about it uh, about a week and a half ago, I, I think. And uh, it, it's, a, it's, it's a pretty enormous milestone if you if you if you think about it two million folks subscribed to one subreddit is is just incredible and in you know we we hear in the 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 twitch chat and the youtube chat you know it's it's a madhouse with you know the the two people that that follow us and and watch us live right madhouse just imagine just imagine you know, corralling all these all these Rick and Morty cats in this in this subreddit. Twenty people. Just let's imagine twenty people. No, strike that. Thirty people. No, strike that. Two million. Let's jump to two million. It's it's it's, it's, it's an pretty enormous crazy. jump. By the way, <laughs> I didn't have I didn't have time to continue the joke no, into the millions. fifty. No, <laughs> three hours later. Um, yeah, but uh, but. One of the things that that uh, the the moderators of the subreddit wanted to do was they wanted to celebrate that milestone. They wanted to uh, they wanted to have like a, they wanted to put it together a contest. They wanted to do something for the 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 fans for the folks in the subreddit. And and part of that, me being, uh, I, I say honorary moderator, uh, but you're a mod, bro, through I, and through. I mean, technically, yes, I am a mod because I have the permissions for it. You got let's that. Not, Got that mod bod. That's what you got. <laughs> uh, but uh, they they're like, why don't we why don't we talk a little bit about the the history of the subreddit because it is so big and get into some of the stories behind it uh, of its growth and all that type of stuff. And to do that, uh, we went and we talked to one of the, if not the person who helped establish the the subreddit. And we'll get into that that tale. It's Elastical underscore Gomez. You can find her still on the side of the Reddit sidebar. Uh, I've hung out with her uh, at a time or, or so. Uh, we've we've talked and wanted to bring that history and explore it with you today, tonight, tomorrow, whenever it is that you're listening to this. Yeah, so so we had this conversation uh, a few nights ago. We are going to uh, play some of the highlights for you. We we had a very long conversation, uh, but we pulled out some of the best bits for for this uh, version of the podcast. So we will uh, go ahead and jump right into it, and then uh, kind of you know 
come back with some comments and things uh, going through it as well. So without uh, any further delay, here is our interview with Elastico Gomez. All right, everybody. Well, thank you so much for being here. We have a very special guest with us. Elastical Gomez is here all the way out from the Reddit world and the sunny uh, coast out in L.A. Uh, thank you so much for joining us. We're so happy to have you. And, Thanks for having uh, me Yes, absolutely. So uh, I guess, first off, you are the moderator that the lead moderator is that do you have like a a, a ranked title on, on on the rick and morty subreddit i am retired now so that's my ranked title is just a disgruntled retired person but i used to be the disgruntled head moderator uh for about five to six years there um from building the subreddit pretty much all the way out through 2018 so i guess five years Five to six years or so. Yep. That is outstanding. And so starting a subreddit, how how did you get involved? How did you sort of become the person that was lucky enough to uh to be given the, the duties of of building uh Rick and Morty's subreddit? Uh lucky is an interesting choice. Of <laughs> um so uh I was working on the show. Uh, for season one as sort of a low-level grunt uh, in the the production trenches is what we call it pretty much just because it's like if you do your job right you're invisible and if you do it wrong then the entire thing falls apart and goes over budget and over deadline um so I was just a low-level uh, design coordinator um and literally, I remember working in sort of a little cubicle farm area with the rest of us. And I, I remember Justin just sort of walking down the hall going, does anyone know how to do Reddit? And I being, you know, a complete shut in and introvert, even even back then in my youth was like, I, I spend too much time on the website. I can at least figure it out because no one else in the office even knew what Reddit was. Um Back in 2013, it was a very different time. I mean, most of us, most of us weirdos knew what Reddit was. Uh, but yeah, it, it's still most people were still on Facebook and Twitter, primarily on that during that time for social media management. So no one had really tried to do a subreddit. Um, but Justin and a lot of the writers sort of came from that background of like knowing 4chan knowing reddit and that sort of thing so they wanted to get that community set up uh, early on so i offered and um you know this was before the show even aired we started putting it together hmm. yep wow. that, that that's uh, i i want to ask about um, that piece right so uh you you're you're working on a show uh you're, you're putting it together you don't you don't know how successful or how unsuccessful it's going to be uh, while, while you're getting started, but okay, let's, let's, let's start pushing a, a social media presence in some way, shape or form. You start this subreddit for Rick and Morty. Like, how do you, how do you go about starting something that nobody has any idea about? Well, I mean, we sort of banked on the term that, on the fact that like nobody was going to be searching for Rick and Morty because it hadn't been announced yet. So we took the time to sort of build it very slowly uh 
in the dark there. And then after the first episode aired, I had a couple people message me to help moderate. And since I was like, I literally taught myself CSS, uh, just to get the layout, a basic layout going. Um, my main concern then was just making it look nice enough to get people, uh, you know, to be like, Oh, this is the official, you know, an official fan community. Um, we got the Facebook, uh, page to list us as an official community and for a, a good time there, because those of us moderating it were working for the show. Um, we were trying, I, I decided to try out some experimental stuff that I thought like would bring in more activity, more online discussion, because back then it was becoming clear that these sort of grasps, roots like fan communities were going to be some a very important thing especially moving forward especially for a show like rick and morty that was so capitalizing on the meme and internet humor at the time like um i think rage comics were even used as design inspiration for that first season's expression sheets for rick and morty so yeah it was very much a show that was uh banking on meme magic uh, in all sorts of forms. So, so, so yeah. as that first season started to premiere, how quickly did fans start to discover the subreddit? What, how, how was the growth early on? Was it, was it fast or was it, it was, slowly? It was a bit up? of a trickle there for a couple episodes. It wasn't until the me seeks episode aired that things got really crazy. And then the interdimensional cable episode after that really started drumming up support and we were like all of us working on the show knew that this thing was going to be a hit because we're reading the scripts and we're like this is gonna there's nothing like this on tv right now now there's a million and one things on tv like rick and morty right now but back then there was nothing like it especially on adult swim because uh if you can cast your memory i know it feels like an eternity ago because five you know four years seems like an eternity ago but uh back in 2013 um it was just uh, the Tim and Eric was like the biggest show on Adult Swim at the time. And they were embracing that kind of just Tim and Eric knockoffs stuff. Like Eric Andre was kind of just starting out, I think. So Adult Swim didn't really know how to handle Rick and Morty very well because it almost seemed like a show that was going to be better suited for a, a sort of a Fox sitcom structure where you have a family unit. And, you know, wacky adventures happen, but ultimately it's it's structured similarly to a Simpsons. A lot of Simpsons vets working on the show. And, uh, yeah, family guy, a lot of family guy vets working on the show. So, yeah. Yeah. And, it, and, and, it seemed, and it seems like they had, you know, like like Frisky Dingo was, was out there. Yes. Uh, of, of course, uh, Aqua Teen and Hunger Force is, is a mainstay of, of Adult Swim for a yeah. long time. But it's that super chaotic, you know, just you know, fuck it. I don't know if I can say that, but, um, yeah, no. Uh, yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, no. we, we, we talk about Rick and Morty. We don't talk about cussing. Uh, <laughs> I don't, are you guys airing on YouTube? Is this a thing that you, yeah, no, feel free, feel free to, to okay, say cool. shit. It's yeah. Fine. All right. All right. Cool. 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 Just making sure <laughs> some people have different rules. I apologize. I haven't like checked it out in a while. Yeah. We, we don't, we don't have those rules. Okay, cool. Yeah. So there was, this we have Brandon of- on the show. We don't have those rules. There was just kind of fuck it 
energy over at Adult Swim at this time, and they didn't know how to take a show that was like meticulously designed and pasted and, and structured to be just a tight knit uh, machine. Um, but you know, we all knew this was going to be big, and we knew that it was going to be big with the inter- like internet audiences and viral marketing was probably going to be our best bet to get it out there. So. I uh, made sure, you know, before ever that period, horrible, horrible period of time when like you could not enter a Reddit thread without someone just quoting the damn show over and over and over again. And that's, you know, we didn't do that. I didn't do that. Um, that was just people on their own. But um, we started trying out experimental things like because uh the whole crew was enjoying watching the fan base talk about it and that's the thing about reddit that's different from facebook and twitter structurally speaking is that twitter and facebook it's very much the main account dictates and everyone else responds so the conversation is entirely controlled by the admin you know not entirely but controlled primarily by the administrator of the account whereas with reddit all user submitted content Um, You can comment as a moderator, but it's ultimately up to the fans. So it was the best place for us to actually see fan theories and stuff like that. Yeah. And uh, that, I mean, that intro and in terms of like knowing her perspective from working on the show early on, I feel like was really interesting to me because I honestly, when we started this interview, I didn't realize that she like had as big of a role as she did on the show like early on. Um, so it's really cool to kind of hear how that came together. Yeah, yeah. It when thinking about how long she had been in with with, with the subreddit, I me me having met her uh and it, that'll be a, a topic of discussion in a little bit me having met her I, I did i didn't realize how big a role she had to play in all of that stuff to me when i look at a subreddit whatever that sub, subreddit is i see a list of moderators and i say okay that's that's a volunteer that's somebody who has no affiliation they're a, they're a fan like like us and and they're they're working on it uh it makes sense that they would have uh, creators, uh, folks who work on the show who, you know, they want to see its success as well, become a part of it in and put themselves out there to, to build it up. Yeah. And so the, as, as conversation went on, she actually um, talked a little bit more about how she was able to get the crew uh, more involved with the subreddit and, uh, and sort of how they uh, participated as well. But also we started getting the crew involved. So there was a period of time there from seasons one to two when the crew, um, we had special crew tags and we would encourage them to interact with the fans. And that was something that nobody else was doing. Um, That was just completely experimental. And it worked like a charm because it really made the Reddit community more so than any of the other social media outlets for that show feel like a fan hub that was both connected to the show but also something that was entirely uh their own that they felt like they you know had a hand in and could literally get in touch with the people working on their favorite show yeah so that really helped drum up early support that had to go away as the show got more popular and you know well i i 
I think I think it's interesting in that in that way because because Royland's name is his his Reddit uh, username yeah. is still a, he's a, still a moderator for for the subreddit and yeah. uh, and I'd, I'd almost say like uh, I think the first time I reached out to Ryan Elder uh, as as far as trying to get him onto the show to, to chat with us like I got a hold of him through the subreddit because I saw that he had responded to somebody through the subreddit and then I reached out to him directly. Uh, and, and that, that's how we, you know, we coordinated for him to come on the show. Uh, and, and yeah, no, I mean, absolutely. Like that's that to me, that's, that, that's a huge thing. I don't see too much of that. You know, we see a little bit of a, on, on Twitter, the interactions, but still it's very, it's very w- one directional if, if yeah. at all, you know, where it is. Not- yeah. The fan base is, is expecting different things more and more from the media they consume these days. Uh, and, and we were seeing sort of the first boom of that where the fans were expecting this high concept series after that, in, that evil Morty episode got them thinking, Ooh, deeper plot game of Thrones is on TV is serious now. <laughs> and, uh, I think that they probably weren't expecting the writers kind of ri- wrote themselves into something of a corner with that because ex- expectation wise, because they felt they had to cater to the plot. I feel this is my personal opinion. This is not based on anything, but it seems that they tried, they felt that they had to cater to the fan expectations that they created on accident with regards to adding in more plot heavy stuff, uh, getting away from just the silly fuck it kind of humor that, uh, they, that was so prevalent in those first two seasons or in the first season, especially. Um, <clears throat> but then, um, Oh God, what was I, there's something else that happened very early on. Um, well, you know, on, on your on your point about the uh, the the more fun kind of free flowing uh, stuff in the season one and, and going into season two, you know, it it you, you can see some of that in the, the later episodes, especially in season four, that that weird that weird conflict where yes, we'll we'll get to the serialized stuff, but we also want to do fun shit. All right, yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's uh, it's one of those things where the fans uh, kind of had a it was one of those problematic uh, instances. And I've, I've been taking notes on the, I've been doing market research for the the entire time that I was running it because I was doing it essentially for free and I might as well get something out of it (laughs) uh, since I want to be a showrunner someday. Um, And I want to understand this new frontier of transmedia marketing. Uh, Yeah. And so I think the, um, idea of how the fans got involved early uh, is really fascinating to me. And it, it's the conversation kind of, uh, it doesn't dwell on some of the more negative aspects of the fan base um, early on. But uh, if, if we're talking about Reddit, like, you know, that there's, there's, a, there's a topic of conversation there as well. Yeah, right, right, right. Uh, uh, you know, for the podcast listener, we are also streaming this on Twitch, and uh, one of our one of our longtime friends of the show, Sire Dark, mentions that getting in early and parking the socials before the fans grab it after the fact is is super smart. And and I just I want to reiterate that you know, uh, just the idea of going into it proactively and saying 
you know what? Let's let 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 us create that that culture or that environment or, you know, at least develop it. She talks talk about CSS in, in the, the first segment, um, you know, it, b- before it starts getting too deep into theory crafting and, uh, you know, uh, shit posting, which we, we didn't talk about this at all in the actual um, the actual interview. But, you know, Morty Town was created specifically for shit posting eventually. Right. Uh, but uh, yeah, I, I, we, we go a little bit into uh, this, the idea of, is there the, the negativity of Reddit is, was that, was that a big thing at the start or was that, was that something that, that kind of, you know, filtered in over, over time? Yeah. What, what is, what is the origin story of, of toxic <laughs> fandoms, uh, which, yeah. which we get into uh, right here? And and let's let's get into some of this a little bit because I mean you think about the Reddit community, you think about the Rick and Morty fan base in general, and it does have some great sides to it. It's had some less than great uh, moments in history, but I mean early on, like you had you had a, obviously a smaller community as they were trickling in. Was there any sense of like any of that? I don't know, negative or toxic stuff early on, or did it start off pretty? It started you know, off really friendly, actually. And that's kind of why we uh, were super hopeful there, at least for the first season. And then in the second season, the second season was when it started to get a little much. Hmm. And that's when we started to see, because season one was like, it became this cult phenomenon. And people who liked the show felt that they had a special connection with the show because it was getting popular still and they were like you know i liked it before it was cool sort of a thing um but then after season two aired the show just blew up and the, it turns out the subreddit was set up fully by then we had a we were building up our team of moderators who like literally like we could not have done this without like the many many usernames you see on the sideboard there but we also took great pains to keep our mod team small um, simply because I've, I have been on the receiving end of so many power tripping moderators and I did not want us to become that. So it, it, all of us have done a bit more work than should be expected of volunteers. But at the same time, um, we, I feel we have a much extremely balanced um, effective moderating approach that we've developed over time. Um, simply because we have kept this this family-like group very tight-knit sort of thing so we can all uh, ha- be on the same page and uh, no problematic egos involved. That's, that's always been sort of my main thing is trying to keep those power tripping, uh, types out. You know, um, I, I, I've, I've never, I've never been, uh, I, I, I am lucky enough to be a an honorary moderator of 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 the subreddit. Although I don't, you're admit, a moderator. Like, you post stuff. I, yeah, I, I know, I know, but I, I don't do a whole lot of the moderation. But mostly, so be, humble. mostly so because humble. I don't want to. I don't want to fuck anything up. Uh, <laughs> but uh, I know the feeling. But some moderators are there just to add content and be active. Like that's a, also a very valid thing. You know, I brought you on because you were already doing this wonderful podcast. You were already covering the episodes. You were basically doing 
already and in a better way uh those kind of recap posts that i would do you know discussion posts as the episodes would air to get people active and stuff like that um you're already doing it so i felt like it was the natural choice to pass the buck as you know (laughs) no no pressure also because i was like yeah I got to I got to bounce after season 3 just like fried <laughs> my brain. Yeah, yeah, Brandon, you're great. You're a great moderator. Uh, look, but look, what I I I go I go on to to tell her after that that uh if if you if you go back in, in, into Reddit and you look in, into the history, uh she she talks she talks briefly about uh, in between seasons 2 and season 3 where there's a a two a two year gap that in order to fill that gap of time, she started doing the, these posts. And I, so I, I, I told her and she did a great job on them. She had all these, these episode posts going back to season one, going up into to season two, talking about the, the episode, having a lot of behind the scenes information because uh, she's friends with Brian Newton, who's a director. He was on mm-hmm. the show from the start. Uh, and, and so they had way more insight into uh, the behind the scenes stuff to make it more interesting. Whereas me making those posts, it's very, very generic, uh, a Trojan horse to, you know, put a link to the podcast in there underneath the official <laughs> adult swim podcast. It's it, you know, it, it's us coming from a place of not being anybody's yeah, trying to put a, yeah. a, a post in there. Uh, but, but you, but you do a lot of work. And I think that's the main takeaway from that is just how much work all of the moderators do to, keep that community going to keep it as positive as it can be and uh, and keep keep things running to a point where 2 million people want to be you know a part of it and uh and and while you're you know monitoring posts and making sure things don't get out of hand uh there's some things that the mods can do or can notice where um it really can benefit the show whether directly or indirectly and uh in this next segment uh, she talks a little bit about uh, the season three premiere and uh, some of the issues that went along with the start of season three. It had become like Adult Swim trying to premiere things online uh, without having the server's uh, capacity to uh, handle the traffic was like such a no-brainer <laughs> Have you guys not been seeing the fan, you know, how like anticipated this premiere was like, maybe you might expect a lot of viewers. No one watches TV anymore either. No one has cable. Um, Everyone's going to be wanting to watch the premiere on uh, online. And they, we had the official Twitter account directing people to our subreddit to find illegal streaming sources. (laughs) And I'm sitting there and I'm looking at the numbers on the website. I'm like, we have 40,000 people on our page right now. And they are all of them demanding links and all the links are being shut down due to over access. So we would have a scramble. And I had some people, uh, because who, whoever got the first stream up won. you know, so there were a couple, a couple of streamers out there who had our backs and, uh, by having our backs, they had adult swims backs because adult swim was literally using us to be like, Oh, <laughs> we didn't build an effective website. So here, go to the unofficial subreddit and, uh, just, just stop talking to me. I'm only getting paid a salary to, to handle you all, but let's just, <laughs> 
let's just give it to the, the volunteers who, uh, you know, do a better job. Call in the volunteers! <laughs> Call in the volunteers! Call in the volunteers! Call them in, Brendan! Uh, yeah, yeah call, call, I mean, call in the volunteers, uh, especially for all volunteer moderators to to put well, up it, with some of that stuff. I mean, I mean, it's it, it it is it is it is very 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 true, right? Like we we do a lot of things out of the well, not me. But let me let me just you know this is everything Brandon does is for profit or <laughs> tax breaks. Those are the two reasons he does. Things. But the but the all the the whole team that that's in there. Uh, they put so much. They put so much work and in, into the the moderation. Uh, even before they, you know, if 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 somebody is speaking out of turn or they're like, if, if there's a question on whether or not we need to ban someone for a, a day or so, it's very very, you know, uh, deliberate. And they they talk about it in the Discord and like, is is this is this okay? And there's a little bit of, of thinking about it. And you know this is this is all in the middle of people's work days. You know if they're actually working, they're teleworking. You know which means we're we're all editing. Moderators which, are just teleworking these days. <laughs> that's all. That's all they do. But you know we're we're taking time away from our families. You know we're getting divorces. You know we're <laughs> not joking. I'm, joking. I'm, not, I'm not. But they put a lot of work in, and they they dedicate themselves uh, to to the show and to the fan base through through their actions. Uh, and and so there's there's a little bit of of concern there, and, and a little frustration o- over time, right? This it, we, we we feel it here uh, every, every once in a while, and so it's understandable. Yeah, and it can be hard, especially when you get into some of the extended breaks that the season has had or the show has had between seasons. And and we we deal with it in one way where we come up with different content or we just straight up don't make episodes. But uh, <laughs> the, the the subreddit sort of deal had also had to deal with uh, breaks between between seasons and things like that. Um, but because there was a, I think, two year long gap in between seasons two and three, um, the subreddit like was dead all the way through 2016. And I, like, we were just kind of half there. Um, that's when a lot of my, a lot of our long-term mods sort of came on was around that time. And we, it was a good time for us to use that as a, just a training ground because things were so slow. So I took the that time to sort of help mentor some of the moderators, newer moderators, and just sort of explain what we like to do. And I wrote a lot of the discussion posts and recap posts during that time simply because it was like, if I don't do this, they are literally going to shit post themselves to death. <laughs> and it, it was like the shit posting had gotten so repetitive and so bad that it was starting to if, circle back around into self parody territory. <laughs> and that was kind of fun to watch. But then as soon as, as, as soon as that April fool's thing hit, it was just all bets were off. We did not get a heads up about that. And I'm still a little peeved about it because if we had just been able to have enough moderators on hand, like by not having that heads up, I spent three days straight without sleep, um, just deleting spam. That is unreal to me, by the way, that with, I mean, and yeah, like, it was it was a surprise episode there i'm sure they're trying to keep the lid on the surprise but the fact that like they didn't like give a nudge to the mods or be like 
hey, you should maybe be ready on April 1st uh, just in case, you know, wink, wink, nudge, nudge. <laughs> like, that's that's so crazy to me because that was that was huge for us on this podcast. We had, we had just gotten started before that. And that was such a launching point for this podcast. But I imagine, you know, we, we were so eager to get on microphones and, and talk about the episode on the podcast, but you had so many fans who their only real way to, to communicate about the show was, was on the subreddit. So yeah, I, I can't imagine the, the level of activity <laughs> uh, during those, those few weeks. Well, uh, go, going back to our, our personal story about the, this, the April fool's su- surprise premiere when I was hiking the mountain in Hawaii and me coming back to basically spammed texts of yeah. you being like, you need to watch, you need to watch, you need to watch this. And that's, and that's just me going through a text and being like, delete Travis, delete Travis, delete Travis, delete Travis. Now you, now you multiply that by it wasn't, it wasn't 2 million at that point in time, but it was well, you know, well into the hundreds of thousands of, of folks and, and, and the massive amount of, of work that I w- it would take to, to maintain that uh, is, is mind boggling. And, you know, I, I, I stayed up a tw- t- for 24 hours straight one time and it was miserable. And that wasn't me yeah. even working. That was me playing Donkey Kong country when I was 16, <laughs> you know? Uh, yes yes very very much the same sort of thing brandon uh well (laughs) along along with uh you know premiere hype and things like that also uh the rick and morty subreddit has been home to uh the the start and the spread of some some pretty well-known memes and uh brandon took this opportunity to ask about uh particular memes uh especially those that require uh, a very high IQ. <laughs> Sorry to interrupt. I, I wanted to kind of ask. Uh, there was that. There was that common meme that was going around 2017 ish, uh, maybe 2017, 2018. The whole like uh, whole the large IQ meme that was going on, right? Yeah, loved yeah. it. Was was that it was was was, was, how, was that one of those ones where you're like, oh, this is stupid. This is stupid. So, oh, it's coming back around. It's funny. Because it's yes. ironic now. Oh, now it's yes. I have been waiting for it because it was just it was starting to get a little much. The amount of Rick and Morty quoting going on and the bitching, <laughs> just the amount of bitching going on from these like, and then the nerd culture was starting to become mainstream at that time. Um, so you know, like Funko Pops were starting to become a thing, and uh, you know. The, the comic, like, I think 2013, I went to Comic-Con with Rick and Morty at 2013 and nobody was at the panel because it hadn't been announced yet. <laughs> uh, and it was like just following some big, I think it was like a, like a Sherlock panel or so, something big. And you could see the whole crowd just filtering out. And then it was just Justin and I think Dan and some other writers drunk uh, at a panel table and me and my now husband, Andy sitting in the front row, just kind of like, well, guess it's just us here. (laughs) And the only people coming in were filtering in like, what is this? I'm here for the doctor who thing, you know? So they were just early for the next one. Like, yeah, they were trying to grab seats Uh, and that was like the last year. (laughs) Yeah. That was really kind of the last year andy always said like as soon as twilight premiered at comic-con people considered comic-con kind of dead or sold out because twilight comic-con 
back, we think of Comic-Con as this huge, like, South by Southwest style institution. Wait. Where it's, it's full of pop culture now. But, you know, pre... I missed, I missed a Twilight panel? God damn it. You're, right? You're, I've been waiting for years. <laughs> that you have been waiting years for that Twilight panel. When are you, when are you, when are you going to get to it, Brandon? It, it's true. Uh, I'm, I'm waiting for COVID to subside. Yeah. Uh, uh, we, You've been hitting we, up we, all the virtual Twilight panels <laughs> instead. Yeah. We, uh, on, on, the, on, the, on the subject of panels, uh, it, it, it's interesting. We, she, there was a couple times in the, in the, in the interview, she mentioned, uh, specific milestones or, or, or time frames that kind of line up with, with other people that we've, we've talked to, uh, like Ryan Ridley had talked about uh, the Meeseeks episode blowing up and we talked to him about the comic con at one point in time mm-hmm. and, and how, and how empty it was. Uh, and you know, she, her talking about now that this comic con, uh, event, uh, episode uh, early on in this show's show's history uh it's 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 interesting to to me to see all these these figures that are behind the scenes of the show big and small coming coming together and and bringing this uh the shared history uh that that most fans most fans do not see or 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 can't see uh just based off of the season four blu-ray behind the scenes yes <laughs> Uh, the other part about being so present, whether it's out at comic cons or, or just being like the head moderator of a subreddit is the challenges that come with that, especially, um, it trying to maintain some sort of anonymity, uh, in, in this, in this next clip, uh, she talks a lot about, uh, not wanting to reveal to anyone that elastic Gomez, elastical Gomez is a female or, uh, you know, what she looks like and, uh, sort of, sort of the challenges that come with that when you're running such a gigantic subreddit. Yeah, hopefulness. <laughs> So I there was a there's a reason why this is the first time I am now showing my face and even uh like this past year is the first time that I even like posted anything linked to my identity in the entire 6 years that I was moderating subreddit I did not reveal my gender simply because I knew enough of the internet to know that as soon as I revealed that I was a a chick that worked on the show uh, all of my PR work that I would do for the show would be taken through the lens, uh, through a different lens. And all of my um, official mod statements would then be taken through, this is a girl saying it instead of just, this is a voice of authority stating it. And it sucks that we have to do that in order to be taken seriously online, but it does make a difference. And uh, thankfully I was aware enough, I had spent, you know, I grew up with the internet. I was a very early adopter of a lot of things online. So I knew enough to know that like, if I want anyone to take me seriously, there's going to, I'm going to have to shield myself and just essentially be a very neutral statement person. (laughs) But I learned a lot of PR via this whole uh, season because that season was also when all the the Me Too stuff happened. It was also yeah. when the female writer thing happened. And that was another instance where we did some PR for them. We shut it down. Like my statement that I like posted out there was the final word on the subject up until Mr. Harmon decided to a month after the thing was put to bed. 
he tweets about it. And then I find I'm getting pinged on my old post from a month ago, talking about how, like not even addressing this horrible sexist crap. This was just talking about how the idea of female writers coming in and ruining it is just ignorant of how animation works and how the animation process goes that, you know, the writer's name of an episode is, is not necessarily the end all be all everything passes through Justin and everything passes through Dan. So that was my statement. And, and then I find out I'm getting quoted next to Dan Harmon on news articles. Like I think Polygon quoted me and stuff like that. I got reached out to via the telegraph. And when I said, please don't refer to me by my name, they then, uh, tabloid used a tabloid filter of saying, Elastical Gomez is so afraid of the Rick and Morty fan base that she, <laughs> she does not want us to reveal their identity here. And I'm like, no, that's just the internet. I'm, yeah, I'm a not, moderator of a massive. I'm a moderator of a massive subreddit. I, I don't want to reveal my identity. And they were like, oh, clearly this. And so I had to do damage control after that too. That, uh, I find that really one the the twisting by the Telegraph, uh, but but also <laughs> just yeah, I can I can imagine that um, being very challenging. We don't we don't have nearly the level of people following this show that follow the subreddit and uh and you know and we still have to like take certain precautions that we're maybe not great at it but we do and so uh <laughs> yeah i i think that that's you know i think that can be really challenging but i i liked what you said about some of the the work that they put into you know address pr issues with the show and um you know continue to try and paint the show in a positive light even when Things don't always go according to plan. Yeah, ap- 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 absolutely. I I agree, I agree with that. Yeah, but, but because you know that the the beginning of season three, the the premiere came out. Everyone's like, oh, super excited. Leading into another wait for the actual season three to to show up. Uh, Reddit a buzz, a flutter, waiting for the actual episodes to to come out, uh, and then. Um, then they, they then they finally do and in that period of time you know jessica gal uh, sarah carbiner uh writers of these episodes uh and get getting you know getting um fire fire branded i don't know <laughs> try, try, try to find a thing uh but you know in in elastical gomez was was part of their part of that at that point in time and so it, you know it, it's understandable to one limit who who people know about you i i got i got a random uh reddit uh message not too long ago uh saying hashtag cringe or not hashtag uh forward slash cringe and then i sent there's a bomb waiting for you on your front porch like that happened that happened to me and branded branded you guys branded. branded uh by the way do not uh, send messages like that to barnyard crews i will report you to the mods or anyone uh, <laughs> don't send that to anyone um yeah. but yeah so it's those those are challenges that the mods have dealt with but uh at, in that period of early season three uh there were some other issues uh with the season that that, that came up and uh i found i found this this little clip coming up here about how they were able to help maintain the integrity of, of season three uh, was, was rather interesting. Um, Roll it. 
Oh, one thing I wanted to mention as far as the the season three thing, we stopped uh, episodes from being leaked by identifying a security hole in Adult Swim's online servers uh, simply by monitoring the Discord feed. Um, one of our moderators caught someone bragging because uh, season two, uh, an episode or two got leaked and it was a big deal. And uh, Adult Swim, you know, didn't understand how it happened. I think people didn't know if it had come from inside the company, what was going on. But um, pre-season three airing, like after the the Szechuan episode happened and we were getting a ton of activity on the Discord, that's when the Discord started blowing up, was after that, that episode happened. Um, someone started bragging about being the person who leaked the episodes. And then uh, I got pinged from one of my moderators going, dude, check, watch this. And I was like, okay, start getting information out of them. Ask them like to prove it basically. And they did, they updated the torrent file that had been timestamped. So we screen capped all, and it's like, they know that we have people working on the show on the mod team, but okay. Or at least not even working on the show, but like have a direct line to the studio. That's, that was our whole gimmick was that we had a direct line to the studio. (laughs) And, uh, we identified a security hole. Apparently the adult swims online server for streaming didn't have any password protection. And they uh, just left it wide open. And this dude was talking about how wide open it had been left. And I immediately fired off that info to Mike Mendel and they immediately acted on it and, you know, shut it down. And, uh, Uh, okay. We, we have to, a couple things we have to cut in here for real quick. Uh, one, use strong passwords, guys. Just, it's just safe. Use strong passwords. Do not use the password admin. Don't don't do it. Change your password. If your username is, is admin. Uh, second, um, kudos to the mod team for for getting that shut down and, and keeping those episodes uh, taken care of. Because yeah, that's that's not good. <laughs> no, it. It it is it is it is not good at all. Uh, I I do want to also mention she uh, she mentioned uh, Mike Mendel, who a a a longtime veteran of animation who who passed away this last year. Uh, so you know, shout out to to him as well, uh, showing that he was a, a big part of this. Also behind the scenes, maybe not a moderator, but 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 there in in spirit. Uh, but um, yeah, I, I mean. That that it's the things that the average person doesn't necessarily see. Uh, all this, all this extra kind of drama, all this intrigue, if you will, uh, just goes to uh, again highlight the the amount of work that that goes into it. Uh, speaking of amount of work that goes into it, early on when the Reddit was was starting, we're trying to get prestige into the show. Uh, Elastical Gomez, she she mentioned one thing uh, about a way to drum up interest in in the show. Not not specifically Reddit necessarily, but still there to drum up interest. I love this. Hold here, here listen, listen to this. Yeah, I, I, Justin would intentionally uh, post on 4chan, shit posting it and talking shit about the show just to drum up <laughs> just conversation to drive about it. it. 
yeah, he would he would post negative stuff about Rick and Morty constantly on 4chan just to get them to talk about the show and be like, no, man, this show's good. You don't know what you're talking about. He'd be like, no, it's stupid and just troll them. And we were got a stupid voice. You know, like we were all for it because we were just trying to get attention for that time. And I guess what we did was so effective. Uh, it was effective. And I love that story about Justin Roiland and the fact that he would go on and, and talk crap about the show uh, and, and bash it just to just there's no such thing as bad press. Right. That's that's the idea here. So long as so long as people are talking about your show, then uh, then you're doing the right thing. I, th- I thought that right. was tremendous. Quick, quick, triple six, nine in the chat says neg the show. Heck, hey, if if it, if it works to get me a. a a date in junior high school, then it's it's good enough to get a just get. By the way, it never worked for me then. It doesn't work for me now. Yeah. You, you, uh, but you still maintain to do it. I'm not a real mod. <laughs> anyway, uh, anyway, speaking of no, being, that's that's being that's that's being uh, self deprecating. Uh, but speaking of fooling around, I think is what you're going to say. Yeah, there was there was something that we all did in the summer of 2018. Before season four was a twinkle in anybody's eye, we did something on April Fool's. Yes. That's part of how I I knew that it would play well because I had seen just how, how hungry the fan base was for deeper meaning. And they were really hungry for any sort of conspiracy that they could latch onto that would make this, their favorite series into something you know, more than maybe what the writers and creative staff wanted it to be. Um, yeah, there's always that, like, that even even though a show gives you, like, tons of things to think about, there's always that desire that, like, oh, there's something missing, and if I just peel back these layers, it, but it can right. get, sometimes those layers are not there, and you just, you just have to accept the fact that the show is what the show is. And Drinking baby's yep. blood, those, those, those adult, those Rick and Morty writers are doing. A lot of the stuff that uh, fans hone in on is stuff that was thrown in at the last second. Like, uh, yeah, I can't, I can't say quite what exactly, but I, you know, cause I don't know what they've said openly cause I don't follow it anymore. Uh, what they've revealed, but like so many of the deeper, the conspiracy favorites, I know for a fact are all things that were just throwaway gags, stuff like that. And I mean, um, Andy, my, my husband literally like worked in an Appley award onto, into the, the needful <laughs> things episode, just as a, like hint, maybe we're still in a simulation just to give them a door out. No one picked up on that. <laughs> ah, yes. So there you have it, everyone. Confirmation that not everything is planned out. It's not all a tangled <laughs> web, and that when we argue on the show that maybe a joke is just a joke, uh, yeah, it probably is. It was probably just drawn in by a background artist uh, or something. <laughs> like that. Sometimes a joke is just a joke. Uh, we did we did a poor transition. Full disclosure, did a poor transition. Yeah, you suck, Brandon. No, <laughs> we did. Yeah, we did. we the 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 question leading into that was was specifically talking about. The, the Jimmy Neutron April Fool's gag that that we did that we coordinated with with Reddit for uh, way way back when and it was we we, we talk about it a little bit 
in, in some of the other audio that we're not playing tonight, but uh, where we talk about just how fun that was. And, and the moderators, they, they spent a lot of time uh, making, making Jimmy Neutron shit post images uh, behind the scenes to, to post that throughout the day. Uh, we, you know, we obviously did our episode for it. And then, you know, we also claimed that we were now the official Rick and Morty podcast. Uh, and, and, and just, and just kind of how fun that was and how positive that, that experience is. But even though it's, it's a joke, you know, we, we can have fun with it, but that it speaks to that conspiracy yeah, yeah, uh, the people blood. looking for more. And um actually we 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 sort of closed out the conversation um asking about now that she's moved on from Rick and Morty, moved on from the subreddit, what other projects uh that she has on the horizon and uh and it kind of deals with that idea of peeling back layers and 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 looking for deeper meaning and things. So, so here's uh, a little info about uh, Ascended Masters, the, the, the future project from Alaska Gomez. So you've, you've, you've moved on from the Rick and Morty subreddit. You're, you're on to bigger and better things. What are, what are some projects that you're working on now or some things that you might be able to plug for folks to check out some of the other stuff that you're working on? Oh yeah. So I've been working, uh, really closely with, um, one of my, you know, closest friends and my favorite artist, her name is, uh, Trina Hines. She's blowing up right now doing tons of like album art Spotify. She just got featured on Spotify, um, recently. And we have been researching and writing and developing for the past three years. Um, this ever since 2017, we've been developing this, uh, animated con it's, it's an esoteric comedy series about, and that's where my background's from about, uh, Victorian occult societies and just sort of the, um, the, uh, cause back then it was very, the highly educated members of, of British society were in these, like, if you think of the Freemasons or the Illuminati, you think of like cloaked, uh, mysterious people, but it, it was just a bunch of nerds pretending to be wizards in their spare time, <laughs> essentially. And there's a lot of humor in the history and, um, a lot of also really good potential for actual ARG content that, uh, not only enhances the show, but it gives the dedicated fans something to sink their teeth into. I'm using all of the, the mini, almost a decade now, uh, market research experiments, pardon, all of my market research, uh, experience, all the, all the stats, I have numbers and stuff. I, I have, been paying very close attention to what this uh, massive target demographic uh, is wanting. And I do believe that I've identified a gap in the the market um, for something that our show provides. I can't explicitly tell you that because that's you no know, tricks up my sleeve, but I do know that um, I feel very, very confident that uh, if we are given the opportunity, we're still, we are in the pitching stage right now. Um, we've had some very good responses from some, some studios. Um, we're still looking for a home for the project, but we're currently working with Brian Newton right now, director of me seeks interdimensional cable, clearly a, a guest, a repeat, guest absolute of friend of the podcast. Mm -hmm. Yeah, he's, he's great. Um, so we're I've working. Had with with him. I've had a drink with him. <laughs> 
<laughs> yeah, we all we all got drinks at one time. Yeah, we did. So I'm currently uh he came over for dinner last night. We're working uh together to make an animatic that we'll be releasing soon. We're finally coming out of the shadows about this because we've been very, very like on the down low about it. Cause I know enough to, about this industry to know how many thieves there are out there. Um, but if I can now put my, you know, put it out there, Hey, ascended masters is our idea. It's, uh, you'll be seeing stuff about it soon. Hopefully we can find a home for it. Um, and you know, it's, it's, I have a lot of confidence in this little magic trick we've been building uh, it's it's very much a clockwork machine. Uh, my husband is not only a production wizard, he helped build the engine, the production engine that allows Rick and Morty to be so complex uh, and highly animated and stuff like that without completely overwhelming the pipeline, as long as you don't have someone demanding that things be rewritten at the last second. Um, then you can have a very, a very well-sustaining show. And, um, that was, you know, part, part him. He was with it since the pilot. So we have his production genius, but he's also a Shakespeare scholar. He's also and like, he's just one of those brains that just, hon- he, he actually understands Shakespeare, which is like the weirdest thing in the world. <laughs> Uh, for a man of his age to to be obsessed with. So we've been working in like kind of classical literature, some old Hollywood stuff. Basically the cultural memory now only remembers back to about 1977 or whenever Star Wars was created. So basically anything pre like 60s and earlier old Hollywood stuff, it's all up for grabs. No one remembers it. No one watches it. Like, and old old plays old literature i can finally rip off serpico (laughs) yeah right like (laughs) who ripped off serpico that was a always sunny did a serpico episode (laughs) where charlie becomes serpico for like a minute yeah that's right (laughs) yeah yeah so always sunny knows their roots very well and some artists i mean guys like rick and morty is literally if you watch the first versions of doctor who you will see a lot of rick and morty in it like that's the secret Uh is not a secret to anyone because it's just out there like it's literally just early doctor who episodes that most of you kids don't know (laughs) for Um, for 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 folks who were raised in in a pop culture way uh i i probably I, i probably learned most of my morals through pop culture yeah uh, we all sort of do. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Whether or not we realize it. Uh, so the, the the that's really what jumped out at me. The first first season and a half of, of Rick and Morty was was that that piece. Those are all things that that jumped out at me. Uh, and then in season four with, with the snake episode too, you know, the Terminator stuff. Uh, it just, I mean, it, it, it's, it speaks to me. Uh, I, I do want to say as far as ascended masters goes, like, you know, I, I've, I've seen some stuff. I'm, I'm not going to talk about it because that would, that would be a breach of our, our, our trust, our trust. together. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm, I'm now starting to slightly <laughs> come out of the shadows, so it's okay to talk a little bit about it. Uh, I'm actually, yeah, go ahead. Please. Well, what I was going to say was, was when we, when we first started talking about it, I'd say probably maybe about a year ago, uh, yeah. uh, one of the things we had talked about was, was, uh, like gravity falls and, and, uh, Alex Hirsch and, and 
a lot of the stuff that that Alex Hirsch snuck into um in like that that mystery that that yeah. ongoing mystery throughout throughout the series. When, yeah, Gravity Falls is essentially just Twin Peaks for kids. Yeah, 100%. Um, yeah. It is. Like it, it knows its roots, it knows how to sort of capture the imagination of kids in a really smart way, and I think it's great and I you know, now we have kids that were raised on, on media like Gravity Falls that can watch YouTube and, and essentially get the equivalent of a media studies degree worth of knowledge simply by absorbing uh, the right YouTube channels analyses of these things. As someone who, who went to college for these things, I can tell you, you can get just, just as good information from, from YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> so now we have more informed audiences. They want more out of the media they're consuming, and they are very vocal about that fact, as the Rick and Morty fandom has taught us. Yeah, on Even if the show <laughs> if the show does not provide it, the fans will create it themselves, and you are at risk of having your your creation get hijacked and run away with by fans who prefer their headcanon over whatever you're providing and whatever you're providing can never quite live up to the headcanon because you didn't plan ahead. So that's the, the, the trap that we're in, in this modern day situation of interactive media and a lot of ARG campaigns out there. They are really not utilizing the full potential of the medium. The narrative medium of an ARG is, you know, it's it's it should be you should make a show that's still enjoyable to watch casually but because there is no stopping dedicated fans from picking apart every little thing why not make something that is so full of easter eggs and so full of like extra knowledge and little tiny little winks to things you know i would love to trick kids into reading books that's kind of <laughs> I would love, gotcha. gotcha yeah gotcha reading, you learned something ha <laughs> <laughs> you know, like that's really my my main scheme is to just uh, use a an esoteric comedy series about the occult to also, you know, while making fun of how absurdist the whole situation is. Like Aleister Crowley, if you read his writings from the right perspective, it's just Bugs Bunny, Looney Tunes silliness. <laughs> it's extremely cartoonish. Um, and we, you know, we've always. My my husband's always been a huge fan of Alan Moore, and he works occultism in, very heavily into everything he does. Same with you know Neil Gaiman and all of those guys. So we're taking a lot of cues from graphic novels and stuff like that, and we want to create something that is this fluid. Uh, you know, if we're going to be doing astral plane stuff, you know, it, it's not magic as like a Harry Potter style where it's essentially just like magical bullets being fired from a you know, or go wand. It's more of like altered states of consciousness. So we have a fun opportunity then to use different types of animation and different stylistic changes to bring in new art, new artists. It can be like the astral plane equivalent of the Simpsons couch gag. Yeah. There's just <laughs> infinite possibilities. If you just approach it from the angle of expecting fans to interact with your, your project expect you know if success doesn't come fine but you should at least like plan ahead for it because if it does hit you're gonna need you're gonna be put on the spot and you better have something you better have something brandon better you better have something. I, I do 
I do have something. It's it's fifty billion more episodes of this podcast. <laughs> uh, no, I, I, I that that last last bit one is is uh, saying in the in the in the chat that uh, you know it the, the the show itself seeing some of the behind the scenes stuff is is looking looking really really good uh brian jordan Newton, again you know he worked on rick and morty he's been around a long time a uh, friend of the show he is is helping him out her husband andy uh is a long time animator as well he, he's working on it it's look it's looking great and that that very very last bit of what she says is going into just as she did with with rick and morty into the subreddit establishing a a community or at least the the foundations of a community early on and then using some of those skills and and learning points those lessons learned to develop something establish easter eggs early on quickly uh build a conspiracy theory you know mentioning gravity falls and and use that to its advantage is, is really really intelligent and set yourself up for success don't don't just say like uh, you know let me just get a show out and then I'll figure it out. Yeah. Uh, I do go on to talk about fly the concords a little bit there uh, talking about season one of fly the concords. They had a comedy album. Then season two, they're like, Oh, you want to do another one? Now we have to be funny. We have to, we have to write more and quickly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Have, having that plan in advance is definitely is a benefit. And I, I like what she was saying about, you know, getting people to look towards specific points in culture, whether that's books or, or other things, you know, to, to find little bonuses and 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 write that into your story and and have that expectation going in. There is so much more to this interview. Uh, we we've barely scratched the surface. She she talked a little bit about uh, ARGs, alternate reality games. We talk we talked for a long time about um, the the a a, a sinister uh, group on Reddit that tried to create their own ARG uh, for potentially nefarious purposes. Uh, we t- yep. we talk we talk about lots of other stuff. Uh, maybe Brandon, you can post the the full version of the recording uh, out on our Patreon or something uh, later this week. Yeah, de- de- definitely, definitely, definitely. And I I do I do want to say you know what this is this is my show right? This is my show and your show. Uh, and so one of the things we, we cut out for, for today was her confirming definitively that when, whenever the show is picked up and it will get picked up, uh, that, the, that she will spotlight me as, as one of the, the voices of the yes, show. Yes, that is, uh, that was confirmed. We have, we have audio <laughs> and video evidence of, of that. You hear, you hear that Ebit? I'm <laughs> just kidding. Uh, so that, that, that was an interview again, Travis mentioned there, there's a lot more to, to be heard about it, but one of the things that we did, not only do we do this episode, this, this interview, uh, celebrating the 2 million folks in the, in the Reddit, but we also, they also did a contest. And in that contest, uh, a, a handful of folks, uh, and, and they, they put a lot of work into it. They, they created a thing where if you typed exclamation point portal jump, you would randomly either get banned for a few days from the subreddit, maybe banned permanently. I don't know if that was still a thing that they did or banned for like 30 days, or you could be an honorary member of the council of Ricks, which is what they called the mod team, or uh, you could win a prize. And so five folks won uh, sketches by Brian Jordan Newton himself. And then the other person won a signed skateboard from season one uh from justin roiland and so the the sketch winners 
excuse me, there was only four. Uh, user Chris Burt, user I'm a pretty bad Peron, uh, user Don't Panic 42, user Potatoes Fall. They got sketches of their choice from Brian Jordan Newton. So if you're listening to this podcast, make sure you you, you re- reply to that that Reddit subthread. And then finally, the season one crew skateboard winner, which by the way, you probably get a ton of money. It's there's there's only a handful of these out in 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 uh rotation in population. Uh, what in are, population, what yeah. Yeah. <laughs> a win in Romero the Hut. In win in Romero the Hut. There's a bunch of references in that username. <laughs> so uh so congratulations to that. And in the explanation on, on the crew, uh it had become a tradition for each crew from each season to get a skateboard printed with artwork. Uh, and yeah, it's a pretty big deal. Last thing I want to do is we can't talk about the subreddit without honoring the moderating team. Uh, first and foremost under username barnyard cruise. Yeah. The almost probably one of the most important moderators bar none. close, close to him, but, but not quite is, uh, Justin Royland. Yeah. I've heard of him. He's all right. Yeah. <laughs> Alaska underscore Gomez, Zilvian, Clovar, Platinum 4, Zir, Simply EUW, Airborne and Rowdy, Kurtopsy, U-Man. Uh, and we, we've got we've got Hal out there in, in Discord. We've got a bunch of other folks. These these are the people that, that make things happen. And, uh, uh, you know, they've built a community with your help. Yeah, they they can't do it alone. They they do it with you because we are a community of fans, and that's what that's what makes this whole thing worthwhile to us as well yeah, as, as as podcasters. Yeah. So again, huge thank you to Alaska Gomez for coming on the show for s- spilling the spilling the the behind the scenes dirt and uh, and and just talking about what a wild ride it was to. Uh, to get to two million subscribers, and and just that's just the start because because we're still growing, we're still growing out there. So if you are not a Reddit user, uh, you know, stick your toe in the water gingerly, but uh, you can head over to uh, rickandmorty.reddit.com to check out everything that's happening over at the subreddit and become one of the two million plus subscribed over there. And uh, yeah, I think that's it for the interview portion of the show. We have just. One segment left on the podcast, and that's listener suggestions and short outs. I have a very special one that I want to highlight from uh, our Twitch stream, actually, tonight's live stream. Uh, huge uh, supporter and fan of the show, uh, D Squeeze, letting us know very early in the show that when they go to Verizon stores, they subscribe to all of our podcasts on the phone models. So <laughs> kudos to you. I don't know if those phones actually end up downloading any of our episodes, but thanks. Thanks if they do. And uh, that's, that is a really unique and inspired strategy for helping to support our podcast. So thank you so much for doing <laughs> that. Uh, and sorry to anyone that works at a Verizon store uh, that may have to inadvertently hear either of our voices. Uh, but uh, if you want to support the show, if you want to help us out, uh, one way that you can do that is to go to Apple Podcasts, suppose uh, if that's a, a podcatcher that you use, and uh, review the show if you've not yet given us a review. We'd love to hear what you think about the show. You can give us five stars. You can give us one star. Uh, you can tell us what your favorite meme is from a, a Rick and Morty subreddit or any other 
subreddit of your of your choosing. Uh, but yeah, or tell a friend, tell a friend about the show. That's that's a great way to spread the word. Brandon, we did it. We made another podcast back for more interdimensional RSS. Do you do you have any final thoughts as we as we close out the show? My final thought is this. Thank you for listening. Thank you for supporting the show. Thank you be thank you for being fellow fans of Rick and Morty. Uh we're we have we have a voice only be, because we did the work and we uh we established an RSS feed and all that type of shit. But we're no better than you. Uh we're we're one of you and uh so we we thank you for listening and and uh letting us be a part of this. Yeah, and this who knows who knows when the next one of these is going to come out. So uh if you're in the United States, uh deadlines to register to vote are are closing soon go (laughs) register make sure you vote on time vote early uh make your voice heard and uh hopefully we'll see you for another one of these very soon until next time i'm travis and i'm brandon going to get some of that baby's blood you know what i'm saying (laughs) bye guys